When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Here's your host, Todd McKim. Hi, everybody. Todd McKim. Welcome to another, and this one, a very big week of athletics at Cal. And of course, we got the big game coming up on Saturday. The Bears against the Stanford Cardinal down at Stanford. We'll be on the air with the Bud Light tailgate show beginning at 3 o'clock kickoff at about 4.10, the Bears against the Stanford Cardinal. I'd like to talk to the coach right now. First of all, I want to go back to the Arizona game in that because you had so many adjustments to make in that game. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in how you felt, you know, like the sideline communication went and the, the new people you had in the box. I mean, a whole different kind of a, a scenario for you vis-a-vis game day. Uh, communication. How did that work for your team and and you in particular? Yeah, it was, uh, I tell you what, everybody uh, chipped in and um, we had guys flying in from out of state who used to work here to help us out. Yeah, yeah, Dan uh, Dan come in to help you with the the equipment. Dan came in to help with equipment and, you know, old uh, grad assistants. So, because they knew the language and substitution and uh, I mean, it was all hands on deck and it, considering that it went as, as good as it could possibly go. Uh, 
you know, we had a number of coaches, 12 coaches and or grad assistants out. And those are the guys that coach the players each and every day and substitute and manage game day. And so uh, I thought the staff did a great job um, considering the circumstances, as did the players. And we gave ourselves a chance to win uh, late in the game and couldn't quite get it done, which is, uh, you know, uh, frustrating for all, but uh, wasn't for lack of effort and people doing the best they can and coming together to really, uh, you know, try and solve some problems there. Yeah, you only gave up 10 points to an Arizona team that turned around and scored 29 against Utah. I mean, so that, that kind of gives you a little bit of perspective of how well your defense played in that game. Nate Ricina, who we're going to have a little bit later on, in the, actually in our pregame show on Saturday, I mean, you got another interception. You got three picks on the day. Talk about that defensive effort. Yeah, really a fantastic defensive effort from everybody involved. Um, you know, the front played extremely hard. We had a few new uh, – there's some new faces rotating through there. And uh, really proud of those guys. <clears throat> you know, the out, outside backers uh, battled. Uh, inside backers, same thing. Some new guys getting reps there, the secondary. And, you know, it was a hot day, and they played a lot of snaps. And guys just kept playing and kept battling, kept battling. Uh, and to get three turnovers, give us a chance to win late was huge. Um, obviously, the, they got the touchdown late, late in the game. Um, but uh, I thought the defense played really, really well considering the circumstances. Yeah, you know, offensively, it's kind of one of those days where you had a couple of shots. And yeah. There were some opportunities there and just were unable to come up with those big plays. If you, if you get one or two of those early, it really changed the complexion of that game. Yeah, and we did. We had some opportunities and um, couldn't quite connect on them for one reason or another. Um, you know, and uh, again, it wasn't for lack of effort. We just didn't quite get it done there. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of those guys are going to grow from that experience, whether it's offensive linemen or QBs or uh, backs and receivers. A lot of guys will grow from that and uh, be better for it. However, it's it's a tough pill to swallow at the time. What was you know last week like? I mean, you obviously had a bunch of players that had to quarantine, weren't able to do anything. Yeah. What did you get accomplished last week in practice? Because we, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite like a bye week. You know, I wouldn't classify it as that because you're, we were limited by numbers significantly. So we uh, we did practice. It was uh, you know we had to service each other a little bit. We did a lot of individual stuff. Uh, we kind of did some skill work for the guys that were out there. But I think it's a you know we got workouts in. You know, running and weights. Uh, to try and make sure our bodies are in shape. Uh, but it wasn't, yeah, it wouldn't be classified as a bye week because of the lack of uh, available bodies. And then uh, did the coaches then go out recruiting over the weekend? Or, I mean, some of them could, obviously, some were quarantined still. How, how did that work? Yeah, yeah we uh, most, you know, we, again, we had 12 uh, members who, members of the coaching staff who weren't able to be with us and, um, they're rejoining us today. And so uh, from a recruiting front, uh, we had done most of our evaluations earlier in the season. We have a few days left because you have a certain number of days where you can go out and evaluate. Uh, but we did not utilize those. We'll keep those in our back pocket if needed. Um, so a lot of the, uh, you know, we had kind of a skeleton coaching staff, just like we did against Arizona in terms of guys helping out. And I mean, strength and conditioning and Student assistants. I mean, Mike Safel was right in the mi middle of all of it, and 
but again, I, I think it goes to show like the players, you know, came with the right attitude. It wasn't a bunch of guys kind of screwing around. I mean, they were there to work and we got a lot of, we got uh, functional things done uh, the best we could. So what does practice look like this week vis-a-vis number of players? I mean, yep. there's a 10-day quarantine period. Some of those guys start to quarantine different times than others. So, for example, what, what was Monday's practice like? Uh, Monday's was much better than it had been the week prior. Uh, we got got some people back, and today should be even a little bit better, uh, Tuesday. And uh, we're not – there's a couple position groups that are still thin. So we have to manage those, but uh, we're optimistic uh, moving forward. As long as we can kind of stay on the path we're on, that we'll be we'll be good to go and compete on Saturday. Have you had to change any of the protocols that that you're going through this this week than you have in in the previous months? Yeah. So uh, I guess two weeks ago now, the protocols that we were asked to abide by by the city and the university which we had been, we had been abiding by for the last 18 months or however long it's been. Um, those change when they deem it necessary for them to change. So when, uh, when we had the uh, number of positive uh, test results, essentially then the protocol, they can, they can uh, amend those protocols and policies as they see fit. And so they did change um, I guess a week and a half or almost two weeks ago now. And so, yeah, from how we work out, um, food, things like that, that's changed. Yeah. Gotcha. In, in between the Arizona game and the big game this week, you were to have played USC. My understanding initially, you know, like this summer, uh, the PAC 12 came out and said that if a, a team can't play because of COVID, that it becomes an automatic forfeit. And so that was my assumption when I first heard that the USC game is not going to be played. But apparently there's a clause in there that that, that gave you a window to actually postpone the game and then be able to play the game on December the 4th, which would be you know, the day after the championship game and, and neither USC or Cal going to be in the championship. Tell me how in the world, how did this happen that, that you get that game back? Uh, that's between... Uh, Jim Knowlton, the commissioner, and the USC AD. And I was not on that phone call. I'm thankful that the game got postponed as opposed to forfeited. Obviously, we all are because the guys have only a certain number of chances uh, to play. But uh, and there's a lot there's a lot of implications of that game. And uh, that's that was uh, Jim Knowlton, the commissioner, and the USC AD talking through it. So. That would be a great question for, for Jim. I don't want to speak for him, but we're uh, sure appreciative of all parties involved to get that postponed. Yeah, because you're talking about implications. One, both teams, that game could be for bowl eligibility. And two, you actually get a senior day back. I mean, if it hadn't been for that, these guys would have played their last game with no recognition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just a number of reasons why it's so important. Um, you know, the uh, for the university, for our seniors, the opportunity to compete. I mean, all those things are just a number of reasons uh, that it's important to play the game. And, and uh, again, we're appreciative and thankful that, that it uh, was rescheduled. So you're going to end the season, conclude the season with, with three games. And as it turns out, it's going to be 
the three California schools, which I think is pretty cool. I think that's the way it should be. And certainly if you're one of those California schools, that's the way you want it to be. So that's great. But first up is going to be the big game against Stanford, the 124th edition of this tremendous rivalry that dates back to the 1800s. Uh, talk about you know getting ready for Stanford and what you see from this Stanford team that's that struggled a little bit. They played five quarterbacks this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I've covered teams that, that played five quarterbacks and they didn't turn out too good. And that's what's happened to Stanford. Uh, so that's made it tough for them offensively. But give us your your take as you look at them on tape. Well, uh, yeah, they've had some injuries and they've played a number of quarterbacks. They are strong at the running back position. They have playmakers at wide out. Um, they're good coaches. They know what they're doing. And um, I think they're, you know, a couple games like us. They had a, a couple games where, you know, a play here or a play there uh, and they come out on top and their record looks significantly different. So uh, defensively, uh, they're big up front. They got a good, uh, good front. Um, they kind of change it up on you. They bring pressure from the linebacker position and the nickel position. And, and so uh, it'll be a battle. It always is against them. And we know that. And, uh, our players recognize that. All you have to do is turn on the tape. Yeah, all you really need to know is that they beat Oregon at home. It was an overtime game. And so, you know, they had certainly have the capability of doing that. And they've always relied on the run game. Maybe they've changed a little philosophically the last couple of years with the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. One of the things they always seem to do, Justin, is, I mean, they get inside the red zone. They, they throw the fade. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know what's coming. Yeah, uh, everybody knows it's coming. You got to find a way to stop it, and, and yeah. what makes it so difficult? Uh, size. Yeah, <laughs> you know the guys that they're throwing it to. That's probably the number one factor, and then the accuracy to which they throw it. So it's obviously something they practice. Um, but the size at receiver and tight end position, those you know Y's and H's, those big bodies in there that they they've always seemed to have a bunch of those guys. So. It's the matchups they create <clears throat> and then the, the jump ball. Coaches have to obviously know X's and O's, but uh, you are probably uh, the foremost psychiatrist, psychologist on the team as well, because there's there's more to football than just X's and O's and tackling and so forth. Give us a little idea of the mental state of the team after what you know happened last week, a week and a half ago. But yet it's the big game and there's so much to play for this week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about that a lot in the last couple of weeks. And um, here's what I'd say, you know, the, the frustration and uh, anger of kind of maybe what they've gone through. And there's a, that's, that's not unwarranted. Uh, but we, what we have to do is look forward and, and what can we do to uh, control what we can control. And so much of this was out of their control and our control. So, um, you know, we can't look at ourselves as victims. You know, this is what's happened. Here is the response to it. Now we got to handle uh, what we have complete control over, and that's practice and preparation and those type of things. And they've done a really good job of that. They're a mature group of guys. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned, it's not that um, we sh there should take back any of that frustration. That That's warranted. It's understandable. But we got to move forward. And, you know, it's the big game, and it's the Stanford week, and we're going to practice – extremely hard and prepare as hard as we can. And we know we're going to need to go out and, and play well to win the game. You know, these rival games, um, the emotion kind of evens out the, the, the home field advantage in a lot of regards, but the visiting team has won the last three big games. Okay. And you know what the feeling is like to go over there and win 
uh, and get the axe back. I mean, you've got players in your team that have been able to hold the axe in their hands. You've got other guys that have only heard about what it's like. Do you lean on those you know, those seniors that have, that have won over there to let the rest of the guys know what it's like to get this thing back? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier. Um, the preparation doesn't change, but I want them to understand and appreciate the rivalry. That's, you know, part of the beauty of college football are being able to have an opportunity to play in games like this. And, you know, the, the big game is as storied a, a rivalry as there is in college football. And it's what is 124th game. And the, the guys that have played in this game, how much it means to the institutions. Uh, it just, it's a special game. And I want them to appreciate that. Uh, the acts and the history of the acts. We talk about that because I want them to know. And so it doesn't change our preparation, but it, it's a, uh, it's a storied and special game for a lot of reasons for a lot of people. And, uh, we want to do everything in our power to, uh, Make sure we have a great Saturday afternoon. Any chance of getting like an Evan Weaver or Mike Muhammad or Shane Green on a Zoom call or show up and sit in the you know sit in the stands? There's a there's a lot it? of possibilities. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great week. It always is. There's so many things, so many functions that go on around campus and in the community. It's just one, as you mentioned, one of the great rivalries in college football, and of course, the greatest play in the history of college football that Joe Starkey knows all about. Uh, we appreciate your time. Have a, a good week of practice. Get the guys back and healthy and ready to go. And we'll talk to you prior to the game on Saturday. All right. Thanks, Todd. Go Bears. All right. Head coach Justin Wilcox. The Bears against the Stanford Cardinal, the 124th big game. We'll be on the air with the broadcast beginning at 3 o'clock. That'll be the Bud Light Tailgate Show kickoff at about 4.10 from Stanford. A reminder, Cal fans, that the, the Bears will be back at FTX Field at California's Memorial Stadium on Saturday, December the 4th. That's right. USC will be in town. We just got the starting time earlier this week. Eight o'clock. So Pac-12 at night at the FTX Field, California Memorial Stadium, the Bears against the USC Trojans. For tickets, log on to calbears.com slash tickets or call the box office at 1-800-GO-BEARS. Joining us now, Nico Romijo, senior wide receiver. Uh, I guess first question, uh, you know, USC. Um, final game of the regular season. A lot could be riding on that game. You're from Southern California, modern day high school. Uh, did a lot of Trojans from modern day. You and you had a bunch of other guys that were on the team in the last couple of years, but you're the, the sole survivor, so to speak. You know, what, what might that game be like? Yeah. Um, you know, always playing the hometown team is a lot of fun. Um, get to see a lot of familiar faces and, um, you know, it brings me right back to high school. You know, there's a lot of guys, uh, at SC, who played, you know, for Bosco, Orange Lutheran, a lot of different teams in the Trinity League. So um, to be able to go against those guys again and um, see them is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and if nothing else, it'll be a senior day. You actually will get a senior day when it was first announced that the USC game was going to be – we thought it was going to be canceled, first of all, right? Mm -hmm. And then they said postpone. It was like, oh, we got a chance here to play. Yes. Uh, but, I mean – it could be senior day. I guess the question is, have you decided whether or not to come back for for that extra COVID year or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely something that I'm uh, going to have a, quite a few discussions about. Um, but yeah, you know, I I, I want to do senior day just with the guys, you know, that I've played with the past four years and uh, be a part of that with them. But um, as far as what I'm doing next year, still up in the air. So we'll see. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I've had a lot of uh, people going through this right now uh, with the extra year of eligibility, but uh, hopefully you get a chance to play at the next level as well. And if that's the case, go for it, man. You got, got to take the chance at the prize there. Maybe get a chance. Who knows? I got two teams in L.A. now. You got the, uh, you know, the Rams and you got the Chargers. So who knows? Maybe things will fall in place and you get to play at SoFi Stadium. That'd be pretty cool. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah. Were you a big Rams fan or Chargers fan or somebody else? Yeah. You know, I I was more of a players fan. You know, okay. I never really had like a, a team that I really followed like that. But, you know, the opportunity to play for any team would be, you know, incredible. So. Yeah, it would be. You, you put yourself in certainly that conversation. That's for sure. Just uh, take us through. Um, just take us through the year to date. I mean, I remember talking to you at the beginning of the season, how excited you were. And guys were finally going to get a chance to play again in front of fans. And I mean, that was really exciting. And, and things haven't gone maybe the way that you wanted them to go. And then last week you had the you know, COVID thing kind of rear its ugly head again. Just give us a little you know, capsulized version of what you've seen this season. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I think it's clear to everybody that it's not, you know, the ideal way that we all pictured it. Um but, you know, with everything that's been going on, you know, I kind of had a few conversations with my coaches and a few of the other guys on the team. And, you know, there's nobody I'd rather be going through the fire with than this group of guys. Um, you know, I think we have a resilient group of guys who, you know, have learned to overcome adversity over the past few years. And, you know, I think being around, you know, this team has taught me a lot more um, than just football. So, you know, learning how to overcome adversity and and constantly be resilient it have been some of the biggest lessons that I've learned from this group of guys. And I wouldn't have wanted it any other way than with this group of guys. So. How did you guys, how did you handle last week? Yeah, it was, um, you know, very difficult. You know, you're kind of just sitting around, you don't know, you know, who's going to get that tap on the shoulder to leave for COVID and, um, you know, just a lot of uncertainty. Um, but you know, this is a resilient group of guys who have dealt with adversity in many ways, shapes and forms. And um, like I said, you know, I've learned a lot with how to deal with um, situations of adversity. And, you know, I love this group of guys. Yeah, no question. And then hopefully a lot of the guys back this week. Um, I mean, the excitement level is is high anytime you play, but to get an opportunity to after a week where you didn't play to play your rival, Stanford, and try to get the axe back. I mean, you know what it felt like. You had a great game two years ago over at Stanford. You know what it's like to hold that the axe in your hand. And, and last year didn't go the Bears' way. So, how important is it to try to get that back? Yeah, extremely important. Um, you know, I've had conversations all throughout my career here just about how important the game is, and um, you know, being able to get the axe back and win that game and. Uh, put on a performance like we did in 2019, um, you know, really you get to grasp and understand how truly important this game is, um, you know, not only to the football program, but to Cal fans and Cal alumni and, you know, this whole network. So um, it's extremely important and uh, it's a great game to be a part of. And I couldn't be more excited. Did you know anything about this rivalry when you first came to Cal? I mean, you, you hear, you know, that, you know, this is a big game. This is the rivalry. Um, you know, for me, I was comparing it to SC UCLA, but, um, you know, to be able to be a part of it and understand the history of it. And, um, you know, Coach Wilcox does a cool little his history speech um, before the game and has been sending messages throughout the week, just kind of informing us, you know, the history of the game and, you know, 
it's the 124th big game and things of that nature. So it's definitely building that buzz. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting time. What do you remember about the game two years ago at Stanford? Oh, man. I mean, obviously everybody remembers the, the different plays that happened. But I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I remember is just that wave of emotion and, um, you know, celebrating with everybody. You know, my teammates uh, celebrating with the fans, celebrating with the alumni, um, you know, really just seeing the emotion on everybody's face. I mean, it was it was really intense and just an incredible feeling. And, you know, to this day is one of my best football memories ever. So, you know, it's it's one to remember for sure. Yeah. And that's a one to remember because you played so well in that game as well. You know, the people look around the country and there are various rivalries that the uh, some grab more attention than others. You think of, you know, you know, Ohio State and Michigan, and you think of Notre Dame, USC, as you mentioned, USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. That how would you describe this rivalry? It doesn't seem to have the vitriol or that that I hate to use the word hatred that some of the rivalries we've seen around the country. How, how would you describe the rivalry with Stanford? Yeah, well, I mean. I think uh, when you got two high class universities that are very prestigious, you know, they carry themselves in such a manner. So, um, you know, the rivalry is still there, most definitely. But, um, yeah, you know, it is a little bit different. I haven't put too much thought into that, but, um, you know, it's great to be a part of. And I think if you uh, if you have watched the game, you've been a part of it, if you you know followed it at all, you'd understand how important this game is to the Bay Area. It's very important to the Bay and the alumni, of course, as much as anybody else. And of course, the players who, you know, you, you live with the, you live and die with the results as well. Um, as you look at the final three games of the year, Nico, I mean, as it turns out, schedule wise, it's against the California schools. I mean, to me, that's kind of cool to me. And if I had to set up the schedule every year, that's probably the way I would do it. Do you, do you look at it the same way? Absolutely. Um, you know, I just, so many familiar faces when we play the California schools and, um, you know, it's guys that when I go home, I hang out with and, you know, we'll work out with and train with. So, um, you know, just to be able to compete with each other, just like we did in high school and, you know, in seven on seven and, and things like that. Um, it's always a lot of fun. Well, you've already beaten all of them at least once in your career, but to sweep them all in one year. How good would that be? Oh, man, that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> we just got to go out there and do it. Now you just got to execute the plan. No question about it. What, uh, what, what do you do, you know, when you have some downtime, if, if you have any downtime, any interests in music, reading, who knows uh, what pickleball, I hate to say pickleball, it's kind of <laughs> seems to be an old person sport, but what do you like to do? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a house that, uh, you know, my, my dad was a musician. My aunt was on Broadway. So music is definitely something that I enjoy in my downtime. Um, you know, my dad and mom kind of emphasize being diverse and, you know, exploring a lot of different avenues. So, you know, I enjoy playing chess, um, you know, dabbling in video games sometimes. And um, when I'm back in SoCal, I'll usually go surfing, bodyboarding, um, snowboarding in the winter. So kind of. Yeah, you got a lot going on there. What's your favorite uh, place to surf down there? Uh, ooh, let's see. We usually go Doheny over in Dana Point. Yeah, Dana Point. We'll go to Trestle sometimes. 
Um, not when it's too big. I'm more of a long boarder. So, um, yeah, I enjoy activities like that. Have you ever had a chance to uh, check out Mavericks up here? I, I have not yet. But now since I got my car up here, I think I might might go visit in the winter. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal, uh, not only locally, but nationally and internationally as well. I mean, you get some you get some big time waves out there. Yeah, I've uh, you know, I've watched documentaries on it and yeah. uh, they had the movie. So I'm definitely curious. I want to go check it out. You mentioned your mom was on Broadway. What the what place was she in? Oh, my aunt was. Oh, your aunt was. I thought you yeah. said your mom. OK, yeah. No, okay. my aunt, she was uh, she did the King and I. And she also was in Miss Saigon. Oh, mm. a couple of top-notch plays. That's pretty yeah. high, high stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been back to, to Broadway to watch it all? No, I mean, so this was back in the day, you know, when I was younger, I believe we had seen her play a few times. Not that I really remember, but, um, yeah. you know, she's got all the posters and her house and, um, you know, it was always singing. So, if you didn't know, you'd probably know just from hanging out with her for yeah. <laughs> an hour or so. She'd start singing. What do you have on your playlist right now? Oh, my playlist. Um, man, I listen to just about everything. But this morning I was listening to some reggae. Uh, you know, I always like to kick the day off with some uh, some <laughs> island music. So it puts me in a good mood. What's your pregame routine? Do you have music? You're wearing the earbuds at all? I do. I, um, I tend to listen to not too intense music, you know, on the ride to the stadium just to kind of keep myself level headed and kind of tranquil just before the storm. And then, you know, right before the games, when we start ramping it up. What, what ramps you up the most? Uh, <laughs> song wise or just yeah. genre wise? Uh, why don't you give us a song or two? Hmm. Let's see. I don't know if you'd know any. Well, well, some of our listeners might know, but or let's just go with his genre. Yeah, I mean, I just listen to like rap music before okay. the names, and you know, get the mind right. It's good to do. Do you listen to anything after a victory? <laughs> uh, after a victory, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I wouldn't say anything specifically. The cheers of the crowd—that's what I listen to. Yeah, well, hopefully there'll be plenty of those Saturday. Yes. Bears against the Stanford Cardinal will be on the air with the Bud Light Tailgate Show beginning at 3 o'clock to kick off at 4.10. The Bears against the Stanford Cardinal, 124th meeting. It's one of the longest rivalries in the history of college football. Obviously the greatest play in the history of college push football and as good as the, the chase touchdown run was. And that'll live for a long time, quite frankly, in the lore of this, this rivalry, 1982, the big game. With the band on the field, Joe Starkey on the call. That's have you how many times have you watched that one? Oh man. Yeah. I would say probably close to fifty or sixty times. Really? Here at the facility. You know, that's not even counting the times when I've watched it, you know, by myself. Just yeah, I've seen it quite a few times. <laughs> well, hopefully we can have a repeat of two years ago. And whether it's you or Chase or whoever it is comes up with that big play at the right moment to get the axe back in Berkeley. We look forward to it. Nico, as always, good to talk to you. You're one of our favorites. We love how you play. You're, you're well-spoken from day one. You've been kind of a media go-to kind of a guy. So we appreciate everything you've done for all of us. And good luck in the game on Saturday. Of course. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. 
You bet. Nico Romijo, the Bears against the Stanford Cardinal. The 124th big game coming up on Saturday. Cal Athletics, happy to announce the introduction of the California Golden Bears app. In the app, you can add your season tickets to your mobile wallet, as well as purchase additional tickets, resell or transfer your tickets to a friend. The app is available now at both Google Play and the App Store from Apple, the Apple App Store. All right. Uh, thanks, Nico. Thanks to Justin Wilcox. And we'll talk to all of you on Saturday from Stanford, the Bears and the Cardinal. Until then, have a great week. And as always, go Bears. This has been Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics with your host, Todd McKim. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the California Golden Bears Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.